I'm Dr. Vanessa Sinclair, an artist and psychoanalyst based in Sweden who works with people internationally, and this is episode 245 of Rendering Unconscious Podcast. My guest today is Sonic Mastermind Pete Murphy. He's here to talk about the creative process. Pete and I have made 10 albums together. You can find our music on his Bandcamp at petemurphy.bandcamp.com. Some of the albums are also on Highbrow Lowlife's Bandcamp, highbrowlowlife.bandcamp.com, and at Spotify. Just search for Vanessa Sinclair and Pete Murphy. Links to everything can be found in the text accompanying this episode. Visit Rendering Unconscious main website, renderingunconscious.org. You can support the podcast and all of my other creative endeavors at our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Vanessa23Carl. We do post exclusive content to our Patreon every week. Thank you so much to our Patreon community. Your support is greatly appreciated. Coming up on June 4th, we're having a Zoom meeting with everyone in our Patreon community who wants to join, just for discussion, to hang out, ask questions, and make comments. So join our Patreon today and meet us on June 4th. As with most episodes of Rendering Unconscious Podcast, there is a YouTube video accompanying this episode. Just search for Trapar Film at YouTube. That's T-R-A-P-A-R-T Film at YouTube. Kenneth Anger also passed away recently, so I also want to let you all know that if you're interested, Carl Abrahamson does have a documentary he made about Kenneth Anger that is up at YouTube for free. Now we're recording. <laughs> okay. So where do you want Here to start, are. Pete? <laughs> um, okay, so um, the creative process. Um, uh, I know everybody's process will be probably quite different. Um, my process is very random and chaotic and... Um, the way I always write songs is that I, um, I take my left hand and it drops onto, random keys, and that will usually become the starting point for a song. Um, and, uh, I would say 80% of my songs are written with that kind of starting point of the, uh, just the random. Yeah, but that's I don't the best. Even, I don't even look at where my, where my hand is falling. It just falls there. And, um, yeah, that, that is usually the starting point for, for me, uh, musically. Um, I, uh, like you uh, do a lot of cut up stuff with um words and poetry and stuff as well um and once i've got um i mean as far as the collaborations we do i think i mentioned this to you the other day usually with with collaborations or even with my own stuff i'll just um i will open up a project and i will just throw down a quick idea and close it open up another project throw down a quick idea close it and I'll do that either 20 or 30 times. And so I've got, a, you know, a whole load of things to choose from. And I'll just keep going back around each each thing um, and then go back to the beginning and start again and add a bit more or take something away or change something. And eventually it will um, start to all of a sudden feel like a, a, a piece of work or an album. Or, um, and... Uh, so yeah, do you often have a diff- lot of different projects that you're working on at the same time? Yeah. Um, I mean, I've, I also carry around projects in my head as well. I have, um, you know, I've sometimes got three or four different concepts in my head where they're pretty 
solidly together uh, in my mind. Um, but I, I've got um, I've got folders full of different projects. I mean, we just finished our latest album um, what two days ago, and we released it today. And our, um, I've already mostly written our next album. Um, it's uh, I mean, obviously, it needs some arranging and some work. But the you know, I, I've uh, the last two days, I've just been there going like that and um and uh yeah i've i think i've got another maybe 15 things um for our next album already yeah but that's amazing so these random kind of notes they just inspire you like strike chords within yourselves and then you can come up with all of this new stuff yeah i mean because i i I do have like a, a background in music theory when i was a kid i did a lot of theory with my um guitar teacher and so on but it's it's not something that i consciously uh use um i i try and push outside of theory and i don't even realize you know if i do something and and somebody says like you know oh that's a, a minor third going to a flat zh or something then i i I, I don't know just sounds good to me you know yeah but that's the thing too once you're trained in something you don't have to think about it consciously it just kind of weaves its way into things yeah 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 um so what about your creative process then oh boy we're going to talk about my creative process (laughs) too well, well, it's, we'll a, it's, a, it's a it's a chat, isn't it? It's a conversation more yeah, than absolutely. a than an interview. So, absolutely. Well, since we've made so many albums together, I will say. So, I told you, I've been working on my first cut up novel. Things happen, mm-hmm. and it's been really fun to listen. I actually made an iTunes playlist of all of our albums in order. And I've, I haven't been shuffling them, like listening to the songs randomly, because I feel like mm. they're like make a really amazing progression. So I've been listening yeah. to all the albums on a loop and they keep going around and around while I've been like working on this cut up novel. Cause I'm done with the, yeah. at first I actually like cut it up, like cut up, I wrote all these different stories and scenes and then I cut them up and like threw them around randomly and then put them into an order. Now I'm in this process of like transcribing things and like working on things, editing in the computer, which is much less pleasant for me. I much rather like work on paper, but like to make a book, it eventually has to go into the computer. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And I even tried like OCRing it so that I wouldn't have to like type it so much. But I don't know. It's just like, I don't know. It's been a kind of a drag, this part of the process, working on the computer. But listening to the albums has made it like exciting again because so much of the cut-ups that I've sent you, spoken word, are like fragments of stories from this book. So like while I'm working on the book, then the fragments of the stories that come into my ear through your music then like trigger different memories and things and I weave them into mm. the book while I'm editing it it's really yeah, fun yeah. yeah well I um I was looking at uh, your book switching mirrors the other day um and and I see things sometimes where like um you might have used a phrase from that book in some in a, an audio file that you've sent me and it's ended up in a song and um and that's always really cool to uh you know when I'm looking through the book and and uh, and all of a sudden I'll see a, um, I mean, the, the books are, are over there at the moment, but uh, on my shelf, but. Um, yeah, but you sorry. can like hear yeah. it when you read it, you like hear it from the yeah, song. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, yeah, uh, but I mean, I, I don't have a, a set, you know, this whole thing I said about randomly hitting keys, you know, it, sometimes I'll just be walking around the house and. I'll just get a little little melody in my head and it'll just keep going round and round. And then I'll, I will then, you know, sometimes I'll be walking the dogs and I'll get a melody in my head and I'll be like, can't wait to get home uh, in the hope that I don't forget it by the time I get to the keyboard or the guitar or whatever. Um, but um, yeah, I, I, um, I also use, I, I, uh, not just the the paper cup thing. I use I, I have an app on my phone as well called um what's it called um cut, cut up engineer. Ooh. Um, and I don't have um, that app. Yeah, what you can do 
is put, you can input four different bodies of text as, as short or as long in each um, section as you want. Um, and then you can choose a combination of how many words from each thing it will use if, uh, and things like that. And then you just, you click on like a process thing and it will just randomize all of the text into a, a series of lines. Um, and that's, I, I use that as well. Sometimes I used that for, a, I did a load of cut up poetry stuff uh, a year, 18 months ago, something like that. And, and they were mostly done with the, the cut up engineer. Um, I think I did about a hundred short little poems um, and they were all using that app and you can just that's keep so cool. hitting, you can just keep hitting the button as many times as you want and it'll just keep just randomizing all the text and uh, so yeah that's a that's a cool cool little app so it's like an app that's similar to like what david bowie had where he like put in different like phrases and then the yeah computer would like mix it up and turn it into lyrics yeah 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 and you can choose how many lines it will give you back or, you know and how long the lines will be and you know so uh yeah it's uh, so cool i'm gonna have to yeah. download that yeah, I yeah. also love with the songs how like the first songs I sent you, uh, you kept the kind of poetry that I sent kind of whole, like as it was. But then you started yeah. like cutting it up and making me say all these different things that I had yeah. recorded. And that's been so fun to hear because you actually like really capture like a lot of the kind of ambiance and settings of like things that I'm describing. Like it like to me they like capture like the time period that I'm talking about mm. um in a lot of these like scenes. Um and you capture it so well through your like intuitively putting it together in a different way. Yeah. It it it's um at first it was a bit um strange because I, I uh you don't know how far you can go with something like that. I mean, sometimes I collaborate with people and they just like me to leave the, the text exactly as it is. Um, and then um, I, I knew that you were into cut up stuff. And I think we even talked about it at one point when I, I said, oh, you know, I'm not, you know, I've, I've cut some. And you're like, no, no, I prefer go it like it. that. Do that, do that. <laughs> and um, so since then, I've really gone for it. And, um, you know, but it, it kind of, because it, it can feel like I'm putting words in your mouth. Like, you know, it's, um, you know, you didn't say these things, but you did, you know, exactly. you, 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 I you, love you it. said those words, you said those words, but you didn't say them in that order, you know, it's. Uh, no, but in that order, capture something that I was saying that I hadn't said. Yeah. 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 That's really cool. Um, and I really enjoy working on it. You know, it's um, for me, it's, it, it doesn't feel like work. It doesn't feel, you know, it's just, I just completely get lost in, you know, and um, sometimes I will, uh, I, I sit there with the, the file playing and I'll just drag out, I'll, I'll chop and drag out like certain words I hear. Um, sometimes I will literally just chop the file without even listening to it. Um, and I'll, I'll just chop out little bits and pull them all together and then, see what it what happens when when you know these things are next to each other um sometimes it uh it doesn't work sometimes it you know produces something very cool and um yeah it's uh it's it feels like a very free way to work like very um and inspiring and you know I, uh you know it's it's some of the most enjoyable stuff I've done musically. Um, I love it. Carl and I were yeah. recently on a road trip and we listened to all the albums in the car. And Carl was like, these are so good. These are so good. Because we listened to them like on my computer. It's not the same. You know, it's like a really mm. good stereo system like the car has. Yeah. It was so fun. We were yeah, just like yeah. listening to them on repeat the whole drive. They're so good. Yeah. Well, it's, I, I mean, I, I tried to do a, a car listen. Um, and you, I, I, I messaged you about this earlier because uh, obviously this won't be going out today. It'll be go, you know. So whoever's watching this, um, this conversation happened weeks ago. But um, <laughs> I, um, I uh, had to go out today. We had a bit of a 
a bit of a drama. My wife had to have a, an emergency dentist appointment today. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and then I had to go to the supermarket and I got to the supermarket. And as I was getting to the checkout, all of the tills shut down. Um, so I was stood in a crowd of people getting bigger and bigger for 30 minutes in, in the supermarket. And, I don't know. Um, um, but going out, because I don't go out very often, I very rarely leave the house. Um, I, uh, I listened to the new album in the car. And as soon as I put it on, that first song came in and the bass just, I thought the speakers were going to fall out of the car. Um, so I, I got, as soon as I got back and, and I was stood in the, um, the, the, by the checkout in the supermarket thinking I need to sort this song out it's a you know and so I got back and um, messaged you and I very quickly just uh, sorted it out and then we've put the album out today I'll so put it's that lucky song that as out. the song at the end of this episode oh okay yeah so everyone so, can hear what we're talking about yeah yeah so it's 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 not as bass heavy as it was uh this morning um but, uh, she said daddy that's the song yeah that's the one yeah yeah I you know I've had that song for a while um it was um there's there's a few I have a there's a few songs probably about 10 songs that you haven't even heard yet that haven't seemed to fit on albums or I haven't been able to get the mix how I want it or whatever um and I think that was because I, I did I wrote the sixth seventh and eighth album music all very close together and I think it was originally going to be on sixth or seventh um and it just I couldn't get the sound right I was really like you know and um so I left it off and when I um started on this album I thought it's got to be the first song it's such you know, a good it, song it's it, it just it's the way it comes in with the the sound swoops from one side to the other and then it's got the door shut in throughout the song and you know and, and I thought it was it really worked well as a as an intro song um so yeah uh and, um, it's so good one night soon Carl and I like to have like little club nights but also at our house because we also don't leave the house yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we have like one room that's like the music room with the record player and sometimes we like light candles and put on like colored lights and like pretend we're like at the club <laughs> so yeah, we'll have to have right. a like pete murphy vanessa <laughs> club night where we listen to all the music there and we have i bought us an absinthe fa- fountain this this year okay so we have like a little absinthe fountain we can like drink absinthe and listen to the music yeah. or pretend we're yeah. at our own club well you know i don't even have a speaker system in in here at the moment i um my wife Lindsay, her brother was here yesterday, and and uh, she said, "I'll play him some of the new uh, album you've done." Um, and I was like, "I haven't got any speakers." Um, I do everything on headphones. I do all of my uh, mixing and recording and everything. Um, I do it all on headphones, and and I just I don't have, uh, which for a, a musician is quite a, a poor show, really. <laughs> <laughs> we need to get you some speakers. So you can share yeah, with well, the no, others. I, I, I have, I, I do have speakers, but they're up in the um, up in the attic, uh, <laughs> in boxes. Um, it's just not practical for me to um, to have speakers in the house. We, uh, well, I could do, but I um, it's very strange. But um, I have other rooms that I could use to make music in here. Um, but I like to be in the lounge. And so Lindsay's um, at one side of the lounge when I'm making music, and I'm here at the back end of the lounge. In the same room. Yeah, and the, and we're with the dogs, and you know it's all you know, and and that's this is where I feel most comfortable and, and inspired to to make music. Um, so I mean, I I actually have a music room right behind me. Um, there's a you can see the door to it there, um, and I never go in there. It's it's it just feels like. I'm in this little space with, you know. This, Maybe it's an incubator um, so that you can make the music mm. in the room next door. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so yeah, so it's, um, you know, the, the compromise of making music in, you know, in the, the most um, communal area of the house is no speakers, but I would rather um, sacrifice that and uh, have the comfort of, creating in a an environment that that inspires me Uh, yeah absolutely and also I bet you can hear things really clearly on the headphones like very detailed I'm assuming 
Yeah, I mean, it's not um, it's not considered ideal to mix on headphones. Um, I think a lot of mix engineers would say, no, no, you shouldn't do that. But um, but it's just what I do. Things to work out okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I always struggle with mixing. I'm I'm not. A, that's I find it the hardest and most time consuming part of the process uh, is the mixing. But um, but. I tend to get there in the end. Um, I yeah. record all the spoken word uh, in Carl's studio. Well, sometimes I've sent you things I've recorded on my mosquito microphone, my phone, but he said it gives like a little mm. bit of a hiss. So I try oh, to yeah. always use Carl's studio now, but it's in like this also very tiny room that's like in the stairwell on the way to our attic. And so it has yeah. like no heat or anything. So like when I was okay. recording last weekend, I sent you like two hours of recording. I had yeah, like yeah. this like huge jacket on and like scarves and things. Right. And I'm like totally bundled up and trying not to move because if you move, you could like hear the squish of the jacket on the microphone because it's so sensitive. So it's like really still. Yeah, yeah. And I record everything in like one sitting. I When I turn the page of the book now, I like pause the recorder, turn the page and then restarted but i just sat up there for like two hours straight and just sat and that's recorded what, that's what that's what the little clicks are then that's I've what it those. is I, I i've used those in some of the songs um some of the songs are on the new album and um, if you hear a click it's it's i've put i've taken your click and maybe i've left it as it is or maybe i've changed the pitch or the stretched the tempo or whatever um and uh but yeah you're your little clicks are, <laughs> uh, are in the album, and um, I like stuff like that. It's, um, I think the uh, the the opening song on the album, um, the door that shuts. I think that's from one file you sent me. I think Carl was in the room with you, mm-hmm. and he he walked out of the room and shut the door. And I've used that in a few places on our uh, on our albums, um, and so I, I'm pretty sure that that's that's. Carl shutting the door um, and I, I like to use those things sometimes I hear traffic going past in the background on things and, and I like to you know do weird things with with that and you know stretch stretch out or um, or condense it into a you know it might be like four seconds of, of traffic going past that I'll stretch down to half a second or stretch out to 20 seconds and um, and so yeah I like all of those uh, those little extra things that happen in the uh, in the recording. Now, do you prefer the clicks or do you prefer the sound of a page turning? Because I can do either. <laughs> either way, I, I I'm I'm good. I think I've used the page turning sounds as well. Um, <laughs> yeah, in and um, so uh, but yeah, I I I like all of the uh, the little extra noises and things that happen. Um, like sometimes you can hear you swallow. I don't know if you've taken a sip of water or something and I've used that in things. And um, sometimes it's so quiet that I have to really, really boost the signal of it to, you know, make it audible. But, um, you know, the, there are all sorts of little things that happen in, in recordings other than the, the, the voice uh, that you know, I like to use. Totally. It reminds me of, it's a little different, but it reminds me of like Coyle's Elf Project, where they like to use the like random things that the machines would create that weren't intentional. Mm. Yeah, I I mean, I I love stuff like that. And I um, am, I'm always recording little noises and things that I hear. It's like when I said I was stuck in the supermarket this morning in a crowd of people, I I start recording on my phone, you know, it's um, so I can get the, the sound of, you know, the crowd and people walking past and things they say. And, you know, uh, there's, uh, I record outside in my garden. Sometimes like the next door neighbors have got this little, um, I think they're Vietnamese people and they've got like a little thing that makes this constant looping bit of music with it. Ah, ah. Mm. And, and I've recorded that and, and that's on, um, that's on one of our songs somewhere. Um, and uh, so, I, you know, I love taking, you know, sounds from just around. I've taken um, the sound of a, when you're at uh, the traffic lights and there's, you press the button to stop the traffic, it does a little, do, 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 do. you know, I've used that uh, in things. And, you know, there's, uh, you know, I like uh, just ambient 
sounds and noises and uh, and then processing them in unusual ways. Uh, so they end up, you know, not necessarily being recognisable as as the thing that they actually are. But um, yeah. Yeah, I inspire. love found sounds, and I I, I love listening to albums later too because they're like little diaries. They end up being like little diaries because yeah. you remember where you got all these sounds and phrases and things yeah, from. Yeah, yeah. So it's like yeah, having yeah. these little like musical diaries, or when you make videos, you have to yeah. send me more material too to make to use in videos because I'm gonna make some videos for some of the songs. Okay, um, yeah, I'm. Um, I video is my worst uh thing i'm terrible at video uh but uh you know i think i've sent you video in the past uh, i love the, it um, that black and white uh video for um oh, what was the song there? i can't remember but carl um, used it yeah yeah carl uh, used it and then i clipped from what carl had made okay okay yes but um yeah i i always i've always struggled with uh video and um yeah, and so I. Well, I like your video clip, so send more. Right. <laughs> Whether you okay. like it or not. <laughs> okay. Okay, I'll have to. Um, it's the it's the kind of thing. It's like, I mean, um, because I don't uh, find it comfortable. I never do it. Um, and maybe if I did it more, I would become more comfortable with it. But uh, yeah, I. Uh, yeah, I'm always more of a behind the camera kind of guy uh, than. Then, then, yeah, you know, <laughs> look at me, kind of. You know, I, I, uh, I struggle with that, but um, yes. So, so yeah. Um, I understand that. In trade, I'll send you. I don't know if I sent it to you already. I don't think so. But I have like a list of all of Carl's films with the passwords to watch them. Have I sent this to you? No, no. Okay, I'll send you the list so that you have it, okay. and then you can watch all of Carl's films. Okay, great. Yeah, definitely. Is that I'll a good trade? That, yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> For Brian. Okay. I'll, I'll. Yeah. I'll. I'll, I'll film some things then. <laughs> yes. Yes. I. I. I like Carl's work. Actually, I've seen some of his uh, things. And, yes. So yeah. Um. I also wanted to talk about uh, influences and things like that. Um. Please do. Because um. I mean, there, there are quite a few people that I, I credit with um, uh, with what I do now. Um, you know, I, I don't think I would have found uh, my way to uh, to making the music that I do uh, if if it wasn't for certain people. You see this painting behind me. Mm. Um, that was done by a, uh, one of my closest friends, a lady uh, from Atlanta called Suzanne Cooper-Morris. And she's a, an abstract artist. And um, we have numerous pieces of hers around the house. Um, even she does, she does cut-ups as well. Nice. Um, and beautiful. I've, I've known Suzanne for many, many years uh, since probably close to 20 years now. And um, I went over to, she came over here um, back around 12 years ago and spent some time with us. And then I went over to Atlanta in 2018. Uh, she was the kindest. She just drove me around everywhere. Uh, went over to see one of my musical heroes called James Hall. Who's a, um, he's a guy who... Uh, he changed my life when I was 21 years old. Hearing his music just completely changed the path I was on and made me realise what more could be done uh, with rock music. Um, and so Suzanne, you know, took me, her, her husband, Tim, took me to the shows that, that uh, James did over there. Uh, I went uh, went to James's house. He took me out for breakfast one morning. And um, it was, uh, yeah, and so... Suzanne's work it's great um and I uh yeah I credit her greatly with inspiring me she I actually did an album um when I came back from America in uh and I convinced Suzanne to be the voice of the album it was a concept album um about her, her character uh, and I 
I can manage to convince Suzanne to voice the main character. She doesn't do music at all, but um, she kindly uh, provided all the spoken word stuff, all the, you know, uh, the the little interlude sections of voice and things like that. And um, so, yeah, I credit Suzanne greatly with um, with helping me as a as an artist. And uh, yeah, so I'd like to give respect to Suzanne. Very and, uh, nice, and I can make sure to link to her work too on the in the web page. Yeah, and also James Hall, as I said, he's uh, he is an artist that I um, I was twenty one years old. I was into rock music, and then I heard this guy uh, James Hall, and it just completely turned my head. And um, and I thought, oh, so that's what you can do with rock music. That's you know you. You don't just have to do this one thing. You can do anything. And um, so I um, followed James's career for you know for years, and we became friends. And um, and I uh, I even ended up doing backing vocals on one of his uh, one of his songs um, a few years back. Um, it's amazing. I, I love when things like that happen. Yeah, 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 and. Um, yeah, so James has, has been uh, really, really helpful, and he's just one of the nicest guys, most unassuming uh, rock stars you could meet. He's, you know, he's he's friends with so many, uh, so many really, really uh, famous, respected people, and he's just got no, you know, no rock and roll kind of ego about him. He's just the, the nicest guy. Um, yeah, so and um, somebody else who I wanted to talk about is somebody who I think you know, maybe in some way, you uh, is Ergo Fismis. Ergo. Yes, you're <laughs> aware of Ergo. Now, Ergo, I have to give the greatest respect to, uh, to Ergo Fismis. I, um, I was lost in 2017, um, completely like at the point of giving up on music. I didn't know what to do, where to go. And um, I I had heard some um, recordings that were covers of Aphex Twin songs by Ergo Fismis and his orchestra. I think that was the name of the project. Um, Ergo, Ergo Fismis and his orchestra plays Aphex Twin. And I thought, oh, I need to check this guy out, you know. So um, I went on Facebook and I found uh, Ergo Fismis. And I, I don't know why, but I couldn't find the actual, you know, the artist page that you click like on. I just saw um, a personal profile. So I, clicked, I sent a friend request. And I don't normally do that because I'm very kind of shy and, you know, whatever. But I sent a friend request and the friend request was accepted. And I thought, okay, I need to check this 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 person's music out more and I completely forgot and then I some time later I made a post on Facebook it was probably several months later and somebody uh, clicked like on the post somebody called Dominic Robertson and I thought I don't know I don't know anybody called Dominic Robertson who's this and um, so I went on the page and I realized oh it's this Ergo Fismis uh, person um, so I, it reminded me to check check their music out um, I went on to Bandcamp and heard this album called Boobarosh, and it just completely flipped my head. And um, I had to send Ergo a message and say, your music has just blown me away, you know, um, thank you. And uh, so we became friends, and um, we've done a lot of, uh, we've worked on a lot of things together. I've guested on Ergo's albums, and I used to go, I used to, drive three hours to London to watch Ergo play for 30 minutes and then drive three hours back. Um, that's how great Ergo Fismas is to me. Um, and you see the little above the Suzanne painting? That was sent to me by Ergo. It's a, it's a guinea fowl. Ah. <laughs> and, um, so, yeah. Um, yeah, so, so where do you live on the on the island of England? 
Do you live like okay. northern, northern, or do you live I'm, southern? I'm in the West Midlands, um, yes. so Getting kind close of central. To Wales? Yeah, it's it's it's. Uh, you could probably get to Wales in about an hour. I live in um, a, a little town called Sutton Coalfield, uh, which is just outside Birmingham. Um, it's uh, not far from Coventry, Stratford upon Avon. Um, my and, mom's from uh, Birmingham, but Birmingham, Alabama. Oh, okay. I know. <laughs> I know. I know some people from Birmingham, Alabama. But, um, <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, so we're yeah we're I'd say about an hour's drive will get you toward you know very close to Wales. Um, but we're so we're kind of in the middle, uh, really, West Midlands. Um, it's uh, yeah we're in a very quiet little road, um, and. Uh, it's nice. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, we live it's, in a little I'm, town now, and I love it. Yeah, I had always so, been a city person. Miami has millions of people, and I I did yeah. live for one year, a year and a half, in a small town in California when I worked at a university there for my postdoc. And I would have stayed, but then it was like two thousand seven, two thousand eight, and everything collapsed, and yeah. they cut our department and everything. So, but I liked it there for that moment. Then I went to New York, which of course is like 10 million people. Yeah, yeah. And then Stockholm seemed very small with a million and a half people. But now our town mm. has like 11,000 people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I like the quiet. Um, you know, I mean, the, the city center of Birmingham is quite accessible. It's what, 15 minutes away, but where we are, it's just really quiet. Um, and I like it that way. I like the quiet. I like seclusion. I like, you know, Yeah, I and like, I don't, don't see, yeah, your stories made me think of, of Val Dunham too. So I know Ergos from, from Vicki Bennett and people like yeah. us, she works yeah. with him a lot too. Yeah. yeah. And Carl made a film about her, which will be on the list that I send you. Okay. Which is fantastic. Her work is yeah. also very amazing, but she yeah. works more. She works with music too, but her film work is yeah. just like mind blowing. Yeah, I have some of the recordings here. I've got some CDs of people like us, and yeah, and uh, the Keystone cut-ups, and um, I have a, a DVD, I think, as well. Um, yeah. So good. Yeah. And then. Val Denham have like I love those moments like you said where you like love this artist and they inspire you and then you get to end up working with them and being like on, on their albums and things and that happened with Val Denham I'm not on any of her albums but like when Carl and I were organizing our first psychoanalysis art in the occult conference in London I had a dream actually that Val was there giving a talk and I didn't know Val at all but like somehow we were Facebook friends or something probably mm -hmm. from Jen or Carl or whatever I don't know but um somehow we were Facebook friends and so when I had this dream I like wrote her and I told her about the conference and you know and then I then I realized like at some point when I was chatting with her, she was like, oh, maybe I would do that. But I don't really like to leave my house. She doesn't like to go anywhere either. Yeah. And uh, and then and then I was like, oh, wait, with people like this, like artists, like really creative people, I could actually tell her I had this dream and she's not going to think I'm like a psycho, you know, <laughs> especially with magical people, magical artists, you know. So I told her, like, this is what happened at this dream or whatever. And then she's like, well, then I have to go. <laughs> I'm like, oh, great. Yeah. <laughs> so she ended up coming and she has this great song called You've Got to Make It Happen, which is like such a great anthem. And it's like all about, you know, her life and like, you know, being yourself and uh, yeah, making it happen. Like, don't don't listen to the naysayers, basically. And then at the conference, we also had Val uh, perform. And uh, and then there was like a moment where she sang that song and I like got up and like sang it with her. And it was like mm. so awesome. I love those moments. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was similar with you as well. I mean, I, um, I, I'd heard one of your albums. Um, what, was, what was the album called now? Um, I can't matter. remember. <laughs> and, and, um, and it became one of my favorite albums of the, the year that I heard Oh, maybe it, it was the one with Nordvari. I think it was, yeah, yeah, and uh, so I um, I thought, oh, I'd love to work with this person. I'd love to, you know, to work with these vocals, and um, and I think I might have made some uh, 
post on you said you were looking for vocals like spoken word to work with yeah and and this is when twitter was awesome and you met awesome people on twitter now twitter fucking sucks yeah yeah (laughs) but um and and i made that post thinking wouldn't it be great if if vanessa sinclair saw this post and and she was the person who who responded and that's what happened um because uh yeah because i i just loved that album and um and I had you in mind when I when I but I'm because I'm so shy and don't like to approach people and you know I um you know I, I struggle to just get in touch with somebody and say hey so you want to work to get you know or whatever and um and and you happened to see the post replied to it saying yeah I'll I'll send you some photos. yeah was it the algorithms or was it magical was it destiny <laughs> <laughs> we'll never know and, uh, yeah well it, it was um but but yeah what exactly what I had hoped would happen happened <laughs> perfect uh, yeah yeah now we have eight uh, albums yeah yeah and um and because you sent me two hours of vocals um last week we uh there'll probably be another eight uh, good <laughs> <laughs> i like them when i first yeah, started yeah. doing cut-ups i never ever imagined they would even be set to music it was just like no. I was just cutting up text and and uh, making like just textual cut-ups to see what they would say. And then at some point I like was listening to like a lot of Burroughs lectures and things at the time on like YouTube or reading reading the third mind and stuff like that. And somewhere Burroughs said um, that you should really read the cut-ups out loud because they're like little spells or invocations. So then I started like reading all these poems out loud and they really do feel like spells or invocations when you read them out loud. Um, right. And so then I started recording them and then I made this, just like I made this playlist with our albums, I made like an iTunes playlist with like all my cut-up recordings that I would just record in my phone and I would listen to myself like speaking the cut-ups while I would like make cut-ups and I would do this for like, yeah. you know, eight or ten hours. Like I go into yeah, these yeah. zones where I'm yeah. just like there. Yeah. Um, and then when I met Carl, um, I sent him some, so I was like, oh, maybe he'll like my little good-up poems, you know? <laughs> so I sent him some, and then he sent them back set to music. And I was like, whoa, okay. what is that? You know, like, what yeah, happened? Because yeah, yeah. so I was yeah. just, like, a normal, like, psychologist. Like, I didn't ever imagine I would, like, have albums and people would yeah. see my art and stuff. That was just, like, stuff I did at home, like, in my room by myself, you know? Yeah. So was it doing that with Carl that encouraged you to then... Um become uh more than just a psychologist then you know yeah totally absolutely um I knew I met Carl I met I met Janet in 2011 and I met Carl in 2013 and I was actually uh I was actually with Jen like dating Jen I don't know if you date Jen was in something with Jen yeah okay (laughs) I was involved (laughs) I was involved with Jen uh, in 2013 and and Jen actually told me that Carl was coming to New York to uh do like a book launch at this like occult bookstore that I used to go to and we were supposed to go together and then Jen was like going on tour the next day uh and decided like that they wanted to like stay home and rest or whatever they weren't feeling well um so I actually left which is kind of surprising in retrospect because I was kind of at Jen's house like all the time but I actually Mm -hmm. left Jen's house to go to Carl's book launch um and then I met Carl there and he like bought his book or whatever and then I went back to Jen's house and we were both I remember like Jen and I were both like reading Carl's book in bed or whatever yeah um yeah and so it's just funny that that uh that yeah that ended up with carl because that's not what i expected yeah. at the time and carl was actually in new york like making the change itself film that carl made about jen at that same time so like yeah so we were all like whoo circling around each other but really like my involvement with jen kind of outed me as like you know being like more pansexual and also like being like witch witchy person because yeah, before yeah. that i was like very much like yeah, just a psychologist, psychoanalyst, going about my life, being professional. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was a professional. I was trying to be a professional um, and working in a hospital and things like that and I had my private practice. Um, but then, yeah, when you're walking around with Jen, 
you know, people are like, what's going on here? You know, <laughs> what's well, this? <laughs> and Jen would be like, oh, this is my girlfriend. She's a psychoanalyst, you know? And people were like, okay. And like people, people would stop us on the street a lot. Like, oh, you're Genesis Pure. And Jen would be like, I am, you know? And then like everyone I knew as like my colleagues, like some people had no idea who Jen was, but some people did. And they were just like, what's going on here? You know? And so then I was just kind of, cause you know, with like magic stuff, they call it like coming out of the broom closet. You know, it's kind of like a okay. different form of coming out. Like once your all mm-hmm. your colleagues find out that you're like, are into witchcraft, you know, they see you a yeah, little yeah. differently, you know, right, okay. I'm sure I was already into like different art and stuff and wrote about <laughs> it. Um, like weaved I like to write like art reviews and stuff from like a psychoanalytic perspective but you can kind yeah, of like yeah. get away with it it's like it's art you know so it's, it's mm. okay to be a little out there if it's art you know yeah. but uh, I've just progressively yeah been coming more and more out of my my closets yeah, yeah. <laughs> as time has gone on since I was kind of thrust out in 2013 which I guess is 10 years ago now yeah 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 well I don't know if I've ever told you this but the school that Jen went to there's about a five minute walk from the school that I went to. Right. In Hull? In Solihull. Solihull in, in just near Birmingham. Um, so yeah, I think Jen went to Solihull school and I went to a school just around the corner. Super um, cool. Yeah. So, but from what I've heard, uh, Jen didn't uh, like school very much. No. And Jen also, I think that was where Jen was like throwing these little pieces of paper around the town that like had like little messages written on them and would like watch and see people pick them up and like what would they, how would they respond to these little like missives that they would find on the ground around town. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But Jen never like, yeah, Jen never had like a regular job or anything. Jen just was always just Jen. Obviously, we weren't at school at the same time because there's no. you know, an age difference. You're but, much um, younger. Yeah, yeah, but um, but yeah, but uh, yeah, I was uh, I was quite surprised when I read that. I didn't I didn't realize at all that um, that we went to school just around the corner from each other. Yeah, well, a lot of good stuff comes out of there. Yeah, yeah. Well, Birmingham was, uh, you know some of the uh the the big classic rock bands elo and you know but there's there's also a lot of you know really good experimental stuff goes on here as well um there's a there's a great venue called centrala in town on the outskirts and um they have just great like jazz gigs free jazz stuff have you heard um goody pal no no uh goody pal um played at Centrala a few years ago and, and uh, I think uh, in the experimental avant-garde, I think, I can't remember where Goody Pal is from, maybe Poland. Um, just incredible stuff uh, and it's, um, it's worth checking Goody Pal out. But, you know, artists like that come through and play at Centrala. Um, and uh, so, yeah, we have a, you know, not that I get out to gigs very much. <laughs> I don't... Uh, but it's nice yeah. that you can. There's someone nearby. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's about ten, 10 minutes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I mean, the town that I'm in is a bit kind of conservative and whatever, but I, you know, I, I don't, you know, so I do have to travel into town if I want to go to something, um, something a bit cooler. Uh, but, um, you know, uh, I saw JPEG Mafia last year in town. That was great. Uh, real hardcore hip-hop kind of stuff it was great nice I would love Mm. to come to England even though I'm averse to leaving my house because I love it yeah if I were to venture out I would love to come to England and do like a little like driving tour and visit some different people around England that I love like Val Val's in Yorkshire it'd be fun to see you and like Robert Ansel from Folger and I'd like to go to like Derek Jarman's house yeah Last time we were there was 2019. It was for Robert Robert uh, Ansel's wedding, Robert and Aisha's wedding. And we visited Val and her wife on that trip. And we also went to Wales and went to Port Marion because Carl loves the prisoner. So we yeah. went and hung out there. But the trains were like such a nightmare that it like really turned me off. 
because like we had to like stand on this chain even though we had tickets like i didn't yeah. know that they just like oversold the seats and we had yeah. to stand there with our luggage for like six hours <laughs> right yeah it's yeah I, I, I don't uh buses are similar as well people standing up on buses and things but um yeah i i uh i don't like the the uh the train no system. and i would love to drive but it's on the other side of the road and i don't yeah. know if that would work out so well <laughs> yeah when my when, when my friend suzanne visited um her and uh, another friend of ours heather and they came over together and they uh they when they stayed with us we drove them around but then they moved on to i think they went to ireland and um they went to some other places in england and they hired a car and i uh Suzanne had to get used to driving on the the other side of the road, and um, I think I took her out one day and let her drive. Um, but yeah, it was I think it was a uh, you know something very strange to get used to. Uh, but it is possible. My Swedish tutor lived in England for a period of time, and he said that it's not that hard because everything's just like mirror reverse. So like it takes a little getting used to, but that it's not as hard as you think. But yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I trust myself. We'll see. Yeah, I but went, I might um, be inspired to try overtaking the train in England again. <laughs> if you come to Birmingham, I will drive you around Birmingham. I struggle yeah. to leave the city, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I definitely want to go see Val, too. She's yeah. in Yorkshire. But also, maybe if I come in, maybe if I come in north, like from Scotland, and take yeah. a train down to Yorkshire, it, and then, then like down, maybe it won't see, seem as bad. And also, maybe now that I know this about the trains, if I book the train like way, way ahead of time, <laughs> then maybe I'll get a seat. Yeah, because we were kind of booking trains as we went, not knowing that they were going to sell us a ticket that there was no seat for. So maybe hmm. there's a way to make sure you have a seat. Yeah, um, sheer sheer will and force, <laughs> uh, magic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, Scotland. I recommend Scot. Uh, Edinburgh is nice if you go to Scotland, and Yorkshire is very nice. I've I've spent time in Yorkshire. Um, so yeah, I've never been to Scotland, but apparently I've been doing my ancestry, and you can trace people back to Northern Ireland and into Scotland and into like Yorkshire. So apparently okay. my DNA is from around that area heavily. Yeah. yeah. And then I also have like 12% Scandinavian, which Carl okay. said is from like them raiding the Isles, most likely. Okay. Like that's probably where the Scandinavian comes from. It's from like yeah. the yeah. Scandinavians raiding the British Isles yeah. people. Yeah. Raiding. Yeah. That's a nice way of putting it. <laughs> well, yeah. Obviously, with a name like Murphy, I have a, an Irish background. And yeah, my all my family come from um, Cork in Southern Ireland. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't been there since I was, I think, about 12. Um, yeah. Nice Jenny Butler lives in Cork. Who does? She Jenny Butler. She teaches at the university there. Right, okay. She's like a pagan academic. Yeah. Okay. She's nice. Yeah. Was there anything else you it. wanted to mention that we didn't get to, Pete? Um, I'm sure there was, but I can't remember. Um... Well, you can always come back anytime. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, I, I can't remember right now. I'm... Um, that's okay. Uh, yeah, but um, but it's it's been it's been enjoyable. Uh, you know, I'm not. It's uh, I'm not. As I said, I'm not good with this kind of thing. But it's been more just like a a, a chat than a you know. It's been quite formal kind of. Yeah, yeah. Than a than a heavy, you know. So what do you do? You know. Kind of, uh, <laughs> Tell me. Mm, yes. But, um, yeah, and I'm very impressed by your uh, library. The book collection? Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. what happens when Carl's books and my books get together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I have I have quite a lot of books, but nothing like that. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of insane. 
and yeah. there's books in the barn like boxes and boxes of books that was actually yeah. one of the first things when Carl came to my office for the first time when I had my private practice in New York uh I had like I didn't even have bookshelves I just had like books like stacked on, on the floor like in piles right. yeah yeah <laughs> and he's like oh so you have a book problem too and I was like yeah for sure I'll show you some I'll show you something now <laughs> Oops, I'm nearly falling over. Sometimes late at night, I order books. <laughs> I just think there's worse books. problems. Hey, it's you say me. about books on yeah, books piles. Me. That's exactly yeah. what my office looked like. So yeah, book piles. Um, <laughs> I I run out of space, so I have to just stack them on top of each other. And um, in the other room, I have a case full of books. And um, so yeah, I. Uh, Yes, I'm familiar. It. I'm familiar with the the book pile concept. And you, as you asked me if there's anything else I wanted to talk about, is there anything else you want to talk about on on the show? Not mm. mm. that I can think of. I just wanted to make sure to tell you what I told you, which was that uh, I love I love how you cut up what I say and make make it something that you have me say to me that is exhilarating it's super fun yeah so i'm always looking forward to seeing what you come up with next Hmm. okay well yes i uh i will um i'll probably be doing some more work on the next album this evening so uh um, okay and anytime um, you want to come back you're welcome and anytime you want to make music i'm up for it. Yep. Same, and when the thing same happens, book well. comes out, I will send it to you for sure. Oh, great. Yes. I will look forward to, to reading that. And um, yeah, so um, yeah, the same goes for you. Anytime you want to make music or send things or whatever. Um, I think um, we mentioned about using the audio of this conversation. Sure. I can send you the yeah. audio. So if you, if you could do that, then um, I can do my um my chop 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 thing and uh work your see magic what happens. <laughs> see what happens with uh putting some music to it okay i can send it to you yeah. tonight oh great cool all right well have a good night yeah. Pete. it was lovely yeah. to talk with you and you and you um and thanks for having me and uh bye pete bye Thank you for listening to Rendering Unconscious. You've just heard a discussion with Pete Murphy. For more, check out his Bandcamp, petemurphy.bandcamp.com, and follow him on social media. Links to everything can be found in the liner notes to this episode, or visit renderingunconscious.org. As always, thanks to Carl Abrahamson for the intro and outro music for Rendering Unconscious Podcast. You can visit his website, carlabrahamson.com. And now the song, She Said, Daddy, from the album Disciplined by Order, a collaboration I did with UK artist Pete Murphy, available at his Bandcamp page. All the music there is Name Your Price, so enjoy. She said, Daddy, do you have a time for me? Do you have space for me? Daddy, do you have enough attention for me? Daddy, do you have the keys for me? Daddy, do you have something for me? Daddy, do you have anything for me?
Daddy, do you have blood for me? Daddy, do you have a story for me? Daddy, do you have change for me? Discipline, silence. Daddy, do you have details for me? Daddy, do you have someone else for me? Pieces of the puzzle for me. Daddy, do you have a quarter for me? Daddy, do you have a dog for me? Daddy, do you have a shred for me? What is it, Father? Yeah.